This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. without a doubt the worst episode ever rest assured that i was on the internet within minutes registering my disgust throughout the world now that appears to be about me being comic book guy does it not hmm fantastic um welcome to homestale radio homestale radio Hello, welcome to Homesdale Radio. I'm not quite sure I got that across last time in the confusion. Um, yeah, my name is Chris Hambling, and uh, and welcome to what is proving to be quite a troublesome and difficult show already. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us today, it's twitter.com forward slash whole radio and include at whole radio with your message. We're on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash whole radio. Uh, you can give us a call. It's 0208 123 1646. Uh, calls are charged at your local rate and it will come out of your bundle. Or you can email us. It's radio at homesdale.net. Obviously, we've got plenty on today. Um, the main thing most people will be listening for is the giveaway of a Brighton ticket, which is right in my hand right now. See that waving sound? That's the Brighton ticket. Um, we'll be giving that away shortly, and I'll be explaining how very, very soon. Hopefully, you've all registered your name and number with um, with our producer, Mikey, who's in a foul mood today. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, if you haven't done so and you want to be in it with a chance of winning that, email mike.fairly. Oh, I've got to spell your bloody name, Mikey. This is unbelievable. The indignity of it all. Uh, it's... Mike dot fairly. It's M I K E dot. Oh, I do it to radio at homesdale dot net. Thanks, Mikey, for having a stupid name. Um, okay, so yeah, you've got about ten minutes for that. So about ten past, we'll be closing registration to win that Brighton ticket. 
Uh, so email us radio at homesdale.net with a name and a contact number and you might be drawn out of well say out of a hat you might be drawn off of the website random.org to be the lucky winner of that ticket and you'll be pleased to know it's nowhere near us either so you won't put up with us during the game Okay, oh, loads more really. Um, just to let you know, uh, we'll we'll be changing from broadcasting on a uh, on a Monday night. We're now moving to Sundays from the second of October. We'll be trialing that for a month to see if it's any better for you guys to listen in live. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, we would appreciate you tuning in live and actually getting involved because it it makes for an easier show for us. I can go away and do other things. Uh, you know, and, and just leave you to your own devices. Really, um, if you want to listen on mobile, if you want to listen to us on a mobile phone, you can do so. Uh, you can listen on any smartphone using your 3G or Wi-Fi connection. Simply go to wholeradio.net and click play, or, and this is my favourite part, or using a media player, enter radio.homesdale.net into your streaming media tab. <laughs> if you need any assistance with that, like you would, uh, email radio at homesdale.net and Mikey will uh, drop everything and immediately help you. Um, we also have a free match ticket draw coming up. That's two tickets for a Category B game of your choice. Um, what we did with that is we handed out a series of business cards at various locations one week. And um, for those who didn't get a business card with a unique number on it, you can email us, radio at homesdale.net, and we will send you a number. And we'll try and do a draw for that later on as well, fit it all in. Um, yeah, and that's, like I said, two free tickets to uh, a Category B game of your choice. Uh, last week, we awarded uh, regular listener Aston Davey, actually, won the random prize. Um, we, occasionally, we will be throwing out random prizes to people who contribute in any way, shape or form. He emailed us about the policing at Leeds, uh, and we forgot to award it on the show, but afterwards, we did a, a random draw using random.org. And uh, he won a uh, signed photo of Jonathan Pass scoring against Burnley, which uh, Mark had Jonathan sign uh, to Aston. It's a lovely little personalised message, so you might win something like that at any point during any of our shows. Um, just, oh, do you know what, I'm getting so far into this, I think I'd better mention the other people with me today, because it's, it's going on a while, this, and I don't get to say anything. I've got Mark Ross, and I've got Albert Curley with me. Uh, hi, Mark. Even Chris, uh, it's enough time to make a baby in the <laughs> way you were going oh, on. Yeah, I started to run out of breath, so I thought I'd call in the troops. Yeah. My word. No, um, nice to be here, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've had some trouble with your internet connection today. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, yeah, looking forward to a big show. You've got your Brighton ticket already, so you don't need to win one. But, um, yeah, um, okay, and Albert, you were a little bit late getting here, but you're here as well. How are you? Very well. Uh, longest intro ever. There, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not really used to it either. I can usually just shamble my way through a couple of sentences and we're away, but oh, it's very nice. difficult today. And uh, yeah, so are you going to the Brighton game at all, Albert? I won't be, no, uh, mm. but I will be going to the Beanback. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, got good, good mention, actually. The Beanback's always a good option if you don't win today. There are actually uh, more people than uh, I'd anticipated who have uh, who've registered for this. To be honest, I anticipated quite a lot, and then there wasn't a huge response, and now there's loads. So oh, I wish I had. <laughs> yeah, you could have entered. I think Nick did. I don't know. Or well, he could have, could have done if he wanted to. Um, okay, well, I'm going to move on. Um, that We're partway through my introduction. A little break, and now back on with the rest of it. I just want to mention our fantasy football thing. I'm not going to go into much detail, because it's only relevant to the people who are in it. But there's 20, 28 of us. We all stuck in a fiver using the Texaco fantasy football uh, thing. Um, and, yes, so basically 
very very quickly duncan webber's leading it joint with tony moreland tony seems to win everything that we uh they won a shirt last year but he's the man responsible for getting us that brighton ticket as well so he he deserves to win it if he can um mark you're sitting in third happy about that yeah consistent been third for the last few weeks so yeah jogging along yeah early days early days it is early days, and I managed to get up to sixth after starting the season second bottom, which wasn't. Is uh, Mikey producer Mikey's mum still bottom? I believe so. That is correct. Um, oh, uh, just uh, give a quick shout out to Tom E ninety one. He says he's listening to whole radio whilst watching Ipswich v Coventry, and tweeting at the same time. Who said men can't multitask? That's a definite shout out <laughs> to you, Tom. That's a fantastic effort. I'm going to keep that for proof during those arguments with women. Not that I have many. <clears throat> uh, okay, right. Women. Yes. Or women. No, yeah, women <laughs> or arguments. I have lots of arguments, but they're mainly with you, Mark, off air. Um, okay. <laughs> That's because you just don't always get your own way. Let's, let's <laughs> leave it at the door, guys. Leave it at the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what we're going to be doing with the Brighton ticket giveaway, let's, let's bring this back relevant. Uh, otherwise, we'll go off rambling again. Uh, the, we're going to be doing something that is called, well, we call, or Richard and Judy called, the phrase that pays. Uh, what we want from you, uh, we'll, 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 yeah, we will be repeating this before we actually go into it. Um, but basically, you'll get a phone call during the show, any one of you is registered, and you don't say anything else other than that phrase that pays. And, well, I suppose you'll want to know what that phrase that pays is. Um, what is it? It is, no, Gus, I don't swing that way. That's, no, Gus, I don't swing that way. Don't say anything else. Anything else at all. Um, not even a hello. Not, not a hello, not a who is this. Um, you know, Am any errs, uh, Mark, any errs during Good the at, thing. It's just and as we well will, I'm, I'm not ringing in then. Exactly. We will hang up on you. And it, don't feel offend, offended if you do, but you will you will have lost. But um, but we will just hang up the phone. I say we. Mikey will hang up the phone on, on someone if they get it anything wrong in any way, shape or form. Should we so, do a demonstration? Yeah, we can try and do a demonstration. You, pre- you, you, you pretend to ring me. Okay. Um, ring, 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 ring. Hello. Um. Yeah, you lost. Yeah, lost. you see, you've that's lost. That. So that's what you don't. Do. Do you want to try it again? Yeah, go on then. What I do is I do a more realistic phone for you this time. I think that was the problem, wasn't it? Yeah, you caught me off guard. Yeah. Okay. And my clicking sound indicating when you pick it up, all right? Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Hello? <laughs> no, no, it's not working. No? <laughs> no. It's a good thing I haven't entered. It is, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, I would do it, but I'm, I would join in, but I'm highly amused. No, I'm just highly amused, so i just let you carry on. The Listeners at home, I wonder if you can see where this is going to go, this uh, <laughs> this one. Okay, I'm going to try it one more time. Now, just repeat the phrases, no, Gus, I don't swing that way. Don't say anything else. Don't say hello, all right? You got that? Yeah. All right. All right ready for the phone sound? Ring, 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 ring. No, Gus, I don't swing that way. Rain, you're a winner. Rain. That's how it works. It's easy, it's easy once you get the hang of it. It is, yeah. yeah. So you won't get three attempts at home. Um, and, you know, Albert's a smart man. Anyway, no, I don't really see that. <clears throat> I just want to point you in the direction of a couple of things before we get moving on. Um, there's a new blog out by Daniel Cook. He does a blog called Hopkin Looking to Curl One. Um, 
It is www.hltco.blogspot.com. And that HLTCO stands for Hopkins looking to curl one. It's a good read. Talks about Middlesbrough and, and various other general palace points. It's a very good read, very good blog. And I just want to give a quick shout out to NICPFC. I saw in the cherry trees, um, he demanded a shout out on the show. Um, I don't think he'll remember demanding a shout out on the show and then following it up with a kiss for some reason. I wasn't, I wasn't into that, but you know, he gets a shout out anyway. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, um, we're going to start with a thread of the week, even though we really probably shouldn't. The thread of the week is Ambrose upsetting the balance from the Homesdale.net. Now that, um, well, I'll, I'll start you off with the first post from that thread, and then hopefully involve the other guys a bit more. Uh, it's T-E-O-K from Caterham says, It seems Ambrose gets straight in the side if fit, or even half fit. Yet for me, he doesn't warrant being in the first eleven. Because of his inclusion, Parr was asked to play on the right wing and had a shocker. The lively and troublesome Zaha was left on the bench. Um, unless Ambrose scores, he delivers very little to any match. Add to which, both Parr and Ambrose were coming inside too much, leaving us very narrow, which changed when Zaha came on and Scannell moved out to the left, and so were both instru- instructed to hug the line, which opened up the game a lot more. Let's get Parr back on the left, where he's obviously more comfortable, and include either Zaha or Cadogan for Ambrose for a couple of games and see if it makes a difference. Ambrose doesn't seem to have recovered from his injury hit season last season. Now, Mark, I'm going to hand straight to you, mate, uh, on, on your thoughts on Ambrose. Right, well, that, there was a lot of good points there, and I've read read the thread the whole way through, and um, and there's lots of uh, good, positive and, you know, educational opinions on, on the subject. Um Ambrose, I saw Ambrose in the car park just before the game and I said, how was he doing and was he pleased to score midweek? And he obviously he said mm. yes, but he didn't say that he was feeling 100%. And that was like, you know, at sort of half past 12, one o'clock. But um, I think on Saturday, I mean, I agree with a lot, with a lot, with a lot with what's been written actually on, on the thread. But um, I've got my own sort of theory about why Doogie set the team up the way he did. That is with Parr playing on the right side of midfield and Ambrose on the left. Okay. Um, I think it was basically an experiment that didn't particularly work, although we did go into the break on level terms. So you could argue that it did work for 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, take into account like injuries and players coming back from injuries who are not yet match fit or able to last 90 minutes. And Doogie, having said... Um, Obviously, he doesn't want to overplay the youngsters. Mm. Um, I think any Palace fan who's seen us this season knows that we're a lot stronger on the left-hand side of the park than on the right. I think you'll agree with that. Moxie and Parr are a stronger combination than Ramage and Ambrose, both defensively and going forward, I think. So, on Saturday, I feel Doogie wanted to balance out both flanks. So, to address this, I think... In my opinion, he reversed the positions of Ambrose and Parr. He put Parr on the right, as we know, mm. to help Ramage out defensively, and Ambrose on the left because defensively Ambrose is of no help really to any defender. Yeah, <laughs> but the, yeah, I think but that's the right, boss, yeah. Uh, boss maybe felt Moxie could cope better than Ramage without an obvious outlet in front mm. of him. Okay, I mean obviously well, we've got the Wigan game to talk about in a bit, which I think shows the other side of Ambrose, and and then we'll go we'll go into Middlesbrough later on. But I just want to pick you up on, on one thing. If, um, if you remember the the Hull game. I don't think you were at that one, were you? Were you? But no. you remember? Um, I just thought I could see 
in some ways why Parr's out there because the two cr- the crosses he put in for both uh, the goal and for Cal- uh, the, obviously it was an own goal um, but also the uh, cross he put in right at the end for Calvin Andrew who, who headed just wide mm, uh, they were yeah. both sensational crosses with his right foot so I can kind of see why he went with that and like you say given a bit of protection to, to ramage at fullback maybe that was that was in the thinking but I think I mean most people sort of saw on Ambrose line up on, on those flanks and just assume that they would switch but not a lot of switching happened um, Albert uh, I want to bring you in on that I mean what what's you got any fe- strong feelings on, on the Ambrose situation yeah it's it's a great point um you know that Izzy being put in there and against his own merit sort of thing it's hard to sort of agree really because he is he's always the kind of player that wouldn't, wouldn't do anything for 80 minutes and then you know next thing you know he's unleashed a shot and it's gone yeah. in you know Sheffield United at home last year being sort of uh best example of that you know anonymous for majority of the game and scores an absolute screamer you know, and some players are like that you know I think Adele Taraps is a bit similar at QPR and I just think Saturday we were up against quite a strong team and so having for want of a better term a passenger in the squad sort of showed really and unfortunately it's Ambrose at the moment but um mm. you know one 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 goal one more goal against the league side I think he'll sort of start to come back you know he's never been I know he's not 100% fit, but he's never been yeah. one to sprint round the pitch and beat a man anyway. So uh, once he gets in the right position with the right opportunity, I'm sure he'll be back to his best. OK, mate. Well, yeah, I it's think, a very yeah, good I mean, Chris, if Ambrose yeah. was playing like the Ambrose we all love and know, then maybe it would have worked on Saturday. Mm. But um, I think that the problem with the Ambrose situation is it creates a, another problem in not just with Ambrose himself and where he should play, but... Uh, how we should set up on the left-hand, right-hand side. I mean, the subject of Moxie defensively is an interesting one because on, on that basis, we're assuming that Moxie is a better defender than Ramage and he can cope without sort of having pie in front of him. But, yeah. you know, there's no doubting that Moxie is hard-working and he can tackle. He's a born winner. But lately, I think, well, I was at Leeds anyway and on Saturday against Borough, the opposition score from crosses that were directed to the left back position. Yeah, where couldn't, Murray was. Couldn't, yeah. And couldn't agree more, mate. So, was he at fault? It's debatable, but I don't think positionally he's the greatest. And that brings in the subject of playing par at left back and maybe Moxie in front of him as a left sided midfield player. Because I yeah, believe well, par, par is a mm. better better natural left back and Moxie could be a great midfielder I think the, the intention was always for them to interchange and that happened a bit at, at Leeds I think um, and it was quite nice to see that you know the very second Moxie went on the overlap Paul was Paul was in there but I, I just think that there's certainly a case to suggest that Moxie's being repeatedly left exposed and whether it's whether it's as you suggest something in his, his ability that, that <coughs> Paul would be better suited to that position I'm not completely sure I just think he's mentality is such um well i don't know the opposition have always seemed to pick a flank with us um and at the moment it's that it's that left hand side and you know if you've got two people to mark out there you're gonna struggle and it's, yeah. it's about how the rest of the team respond uh, if anyone's got any sort of th- further thoughts on on the amber subject do get your emails in it's radio at homesdale.net uh, we can definitely return to this at the end of the show anyway but i think we need to get on and talk about wigan um, and we can, I'm sure Ambrose will come up uh, in, in discussion as well. Um, you both, you guys at the Wigan game, or yeah, yeah. not me, sadly. 
Oh no, nightmare. But you can uh, you can give us your opinions anyway, <laughs> as uh, as people like to do. Um, well, the, the thing about well, we sort of start with the what the lineup was. Obviously, it's a League Cup game. Um, so so we've got I wouldn't say a reserve side out there, but but sort of the key changes really were pricing goal. Um, centre midfield we had Williams and O'Keefe uh, alongside the experienced head of right. Um, I, you know, up, up front Murray got, gets a start in a, in a what was a four-two-three-one formation according to Dougie, which had uh, Williams, Zahart, and Ambrose in behind Murray, um, and it worked. It worked really well, I, I thought. And uh, Williams got the, the headlines in midfield, uh, but Dougie was just as happy with O'Keefe really. Um, Mark, if I can sort of come to you really and talk about Lewis Price. Um, yeah. He to me to me he made some fantastic saves. Looks a really good shot stopper again. Uh, but had some nervy moments as well. How, how did you see his performance? Yeah, he came across as as a really a, a non-fussy keeper. You know, he just sort of does his job. He's 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 nothing sort of uh, about him that makes him sort of you know uh, doesn't look arrogant. He just he looked like he was just concentrating hard on the game and getting on with the game. And he he came across as quite solid. I know what you mean. There was a he, he's not the tallest keeper. We don't have very tall keepers particularly <laughs> at Palace. Um and I think there was a couple of occasions when maybe not unlike Jules I suppose he did look maybe like he was under a lot of pressure uh from any sort of deep crosses. But I thought his handling on the whole was good and he did make some good saves and I, I you know it's good to have a keeper of his standing as backup for Jules and also with Wes Bovingham as well. I think, you know, we're pretty solid in that department. I was quite impressed with him and I have to say I haven't I haven't seen very much of him. I saw I think I saw him in a pre season friendly and uh in the first round against uh, yeah. Crawley. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, yeah he, you know, I, I, he just went about his business no fuss and, and just got on with it and uh and that was that really. Yeah. Uh, whether he was at fault for the Goal, what Ben Watson's goal? I don't know. It just seemed to go through a bundle of players on a greasy yeah. surface, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, do, I, I think. I mean, it's certainly something we'll, we'll come to. Um, okay. Well, um, well, Albert, have you seen much of John Williams? Uh, the, my f- only experience of John Williams was the Norwich uh, friendly when he came on and changed the game, mm. and uh, Saturday actually. I'm very impressed for such yeah. a small sort of. Um, such a what well, he's essentially a kid, isn't he? You know, he's he is, yeah, looks, yeah, like I mean, a, looks like one and got the frame of one, but he seems to very. Um, the first thing I noticed both both of those games was the moment he's on the pitch, he was screaming for the ball, um, yeah, which is great, to, great to see. I um, think the last um, person I saw do that was a certain Mr. Bostock. So hopefully, all <laughs> <laughs> no, right, okay. yeah. I think it's a little bit of Michael Hughes in John Williams. I know everyone's calling him Johnny Esther, and I, I can see the the sort of comparison. Cause he's an incredibly good technical player, but in the little bit of fight and in the fact he's not afraid to to carry the ball and to you know receive the ball in difficult situations, there's a definite element of, of Husey in there for me. I think. Um, I mean, he got the headlines uh, in 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 that game for getting the second goal and, and for what was a strong performance, but uh, but certainly Glenn Murray was was the one who stood out for me. Um, well, I mean, again. Mark, we, we've talked about Murray before. I think we talked about yes. the way he, he worked on uh, the Coventry game, really. So it's probably not, well, it's probably not too much new we can say, other than the fact that that was another step up that performance. And you, 
I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. sort of first first event I can remember was him hitting that hitting the bar, and that seemed to spark us into life. Um, you know, what did you see, see from him after that? Well, I just think every time I see him, he he's improving all the time, and he's obviously getting fitter. He must be almost match fit now, and um, I, I I think he holds the ball up superbly. He's actually quite pacey for a large large guy, large striker, mm. and. Um, he seems to sort of like with his back to goal he, he seems to have good touch and good control and he seems to have good vision so he's able to hold the ball up and then he can supply the runners either side of him with a with a half decent ball it's yeah. um is a bit of a novelty really because it's not something we've had at palace for a while we've had big strikers we've had lumps uh all over the park but he seems to have you know a bit of guile about him a bit of good touch and uh, he seems to have good good awareness about him. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, I'm impressed. I'm looking forward to when he's when uh, he really gets you know going, and I I can see him scoring uh, a lot of goals this season. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But he's got def- we've definitely got the players to supply him with the balls into the middle. He seems to read the game a little bit better than Jermaine Easter does. I haven't got any. I haven't got a problem with Jermaine Easter, but. Uh, when it comes to being around the six-yard box, Murray showed his his mm. class when he scored against Blackpool. Well, the uh, Easter situation is something I want to want to touch on in the Middlesbrough review uh, a little bit later on, because obviously that's that's a situation where Murray has been replaced after a great performance. Uh, I'm sure there's reasons for that. We'll go, we'll go into that in a bit. I want to take you f- through you know the, the sort of key incidents in that first half. I mean, Ambrose had a free kick early on, which was which was very well saved. Murray hits the hits the bar and sort of sparks us into a bit of life. And it's not long after that that, that Zahar went through and, and put the ball. I mean, Zahar in, in the League Cup has been sensational. He's, you know, he scored scored two in the uh, in the round against Crawley, and now you know, and he's made two in this game. Um, there's a couple of long long range efforts from Ambrose, and we've just talked about Ambrose in talked about how ineffective he was. But this this game was was like the Ambrose of old in 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 places. Um, obviously, Albert, you weren't you weren't there yourself. Um, so it's probably better to ask Mark that question. Really, um, did you did you see enough from from Ambrose to suggest that you know that he can uh, he's got uh, a role was, in in that in that system? Um, well, it was a much better performance than anything else I'd seen from Ambrose this season, and I thought the scoring the goal would really sort of kickstart the season, and I was really positive about you know how he was going to play on Saturday against Middlesbrough. I you know I really thought that you know he turned the corner but you know as those who went to the game will know he didn't have a great game and um I don't I I can't really put my finger on on why he is he I just don't he I don't know whether it's a system whether it's his fitness whether he's still not recovered from his injury or whether he just you know he's got his mind's elsewhere I don't know um but I did I did think that it was a definite improvement against Wigan and uh Unfortunately, he wasn't able to continue that through to the Middlesbrough game. Do you think he was having a better game, maybe because he was sort of in a more supporting the striker role, maybe you know a bit, a bit sort of more central rather than out wide? I think it's a good point. Yeah, I think that um, he is more comfortable centrally, and uh, that's where I think Warnock got the best out of him when mm. he had that great season. He's obviously being asked to play out wide. It doesn't really suit him, but you know. It's it's a difficult one, I suppose, for Doogie because he's a very loyal coach, and 
you know, he kind of reward players for playing well by by playing them in the next game, and quite rightly so. But uh, I think that's partly why he probably started on on uh, Saturday because he had a good game on Tuesday night, and uh, maybe Doogie thought it was going to kick on from there, but it didn't really happen. But I think but I, I think you're right that the central role is 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 uh, a better position for for Darren if we're going to accommodate him in the team. Yeah. Yeah, I just need to interrupt pretty quick, very quickly. There's been a little bit of confusion over the two different ticket giveaways. Um, with the with the tickets, with a Brighton ticket, you don't need a, a code or a business card or anything like that. Brighton ticket is the phrase that pays, which is ah, is it? It's no Gus. I don't swing that way. Is it no Gus? Oh shit! It's definitely not hello. <laughs> it's definitely not hello. Oh my days! I don't want to. Don't want to start with that. I'm going to sort this out. <coughs> No anyway, Gus, I don't. It is, yeah. It's no Gus, I don't swing that way. That's no correct. Gus, I don't swing that way. We will ring you. There's no need um, for any other thing other than register your phone number and your name. In fact, it's the, the lines are now closed. You can't do it again anyway. But those of you that have registered, it's no Gus, I don't swing that way. That's all you say <laughs> when, we, we ring you, when we ring you or we will hang up and you will not win the ticket. It's going to be brutal if someone makes even the slightest error. Uh, I just needed to interrupt for that because we've got another another couple of emails asking for numbers for the Brighton ticket. The numbers relate to a different ticket giveaway. If you want a number to win two home tickets uh, to a Category B game, uh, then then by all means email us, radio at homestyle.net, and we'll send you a number and we'll do a draw for that later as well. Sorry for the confusion. Uh, we'll draw that. We will be drawing the... Uh, well, actually, we'll be doing the um, the draw for the, the two home tickets after we finish this review of the Wigan game in fact he's trying um, to confuse so, people even more yeah I know the thing is when, you, when you're talking and you're getting messages at the same time it's very difficult to concentrate that's why I sound like I'm a moron that's one of the reasons I sound like I'm a moron um, okay I'm going to go straight into the second half really um, yeah just just get through this um, it was uh, it was good to see Marrow back yeah uh, uh, he didn't look fit but it was nice to see that he was uh you know featured anyway and that he's obviously on the mend because uh obviously uh what was it march i think he was out last year yeah, it's been yeah. a long long time for someone to come back a couple of times isn't he yeah obviously too early but uh good to see him but uh i think it's going to be about another i guess three or four weeks before he'll be he'll be looking for a start anyway yeah, I was imp- I was impressed that he managed to pick up a booking uh, fairly quickly. Yeah, well, that just proved <laughs> that he he wasn't very fit. <laughs> uh, I mean, of the other changes in the second half before I mean before Wigan really did sort of get a hold on that game, um, Jedinak came on for Williams, and I think that uh, he, J- John Williams was tiring. He really was, but then you had you had a midfield three of of O'Keefe who was playing more of a holding sort of busy role um, alongside Ryan and Jedinak, and that's three midfielders doing the same thing. And although it made us quite solid, there was um, there was a degree of sort of well, the, the creative spark had gone at that point, and I think that's a that was a warning sign for me. And I saw similar in the Middlesbrough game. I'm not going into too much detail. Then Dorman uh, came on for Ambrose a bit later on, just fresh legs. I did hear a chant of um, hands off Mourinho, Dorman is ours, but I'm not quite sure where that <laughs> came from. <laughs> I've seen pretty close to you. I didn't hear that. <laughs> Did you not? It was, it was, yeah. It was, but, it was I think uh, maybe uh, he was trying to really shut up shop uh, at 2 0 when uh, he made those substitutions, to be honest. 
It was a bit That's of a right. wall, midfield wall, wasn't it? <laughs> that was it, it really. Was, yeah. And then, um, obviously, what happened was we, we invited a bit of pressure, which we've done at various times this season. Price punched the ball out for, for Watson to return with a bit of interest and set up some nervy finish. But, I mean, you can't argue we deserved that. I mean, we could have been four or five up at half-time, and that's not an exaggeration. We really did absolutely destroy them in that first half, and it was great to see our, our youngsters doing that. Uh, just a quick word on on the atmosphere, really. Mark, uh, what was the count of Wigan, would you say, roughly? It was 144, according to uh, CPFC. It wasn't that many, there. Um, no, well, I mean, there I'm was not... 144 tickets sold. How many turned up on that piss-poor rainy night? I've no idea, yeah. but it didn't didn't look more than about 70 or 80. But They don't get 144 fans at home, <laughs> let alone away. <laughs> I actually want to, obviously, a lot of respect for those that did go, because if you, if you imagine how many we might see. The, Mate, they the all case. live in Surrey, for God's sake. They all, they're all probably, <laughs> getting an, all probably getting an early night to wake up and watch the rugby the next day. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was, it, was, it was a strange night in the atmosphere. It was actually wasn't too too flat an atmosphere at all. It was I a sort of night. Yeah, you, you, could, you could hear... Um, you could hear all the... Ridiculous Nick Gusset chanting. You could hear <laughs> Nick... Uh, asking Wigan fans which mode of transport they used to get there, and they were getting quite bizarre. What we had, oh, we had a motorbike, a bubble car at one point, which a lot of the youngsters in Block B didn't know what a bubble car was. Sidecar, a tandem, all sorts of things. Yeah. All different yeah. modes of transport. <laughs> it's one of those proper little cup nights where I do like the early rounds of the cup. Sometimes you just get a little bit of a. Uh, it's it's just a bit more piss taking. It's a bit funnier. It's a bit, you know, just a bit more involved. You kind of. Uh, it's n- you're not so much lost in the crowd because there isn't much of one. That's quite good. It's got seven um, and a half thousand Palace fans. I, I thought that was a reasonable turnout. That's a good attendance, but you know, it's still a, it's still a lower, lower. It's a good attendance for us in that round of the cup. So, yeah, the, Chris, well, do you know, like that's, that's seventy grand's worth of gate money. That probably doesn't cover the overheads. But how, no, it how doesn't. Much, how much? How much do we have to give Wigan for out of that? Do you know? For it's half. Game? It's fifty-fifty in cup uh, in League Cup. So we made thirty-five grand out of it. So well, you can we see got, why. Yeah. Yeah, you can see um, why they still want to want to charge because I yeah. mean, I, although I'm a season ticket holder and I'm not entirely amused by the fact that I still have to pay for cup games, but mm. when you think about the the cost of putting a game on in the evening and that they're only taking thirty five thousand pounds in gate money, that's not going to cover the staffing and no, uh, that's that's the side of things that uh, I mean, obviously people are more aware of these days uh, with with the club being as open as it is, but. Yeah, like you say, Mark, is they're not they're not covering expenses doing that, and and then the then reaction to a fiver going on it for Middlesbrough was, uh, mm. I mean, it was, are you it, your initial reaction's fine to think, oh my god, it's gone up by five, but it's not, it's still a cut price ticket anyway. Mate, um, I paid uh, I paid about fifteen quid to watch, well, I don't know, Bromley Palace was it this mm. season, pre-season? It's thirteen. Crawley, Crawley, Crawley was fourteen or seventeen. Just uh, disgust him. Um, okay, well, just a quick round off there. My man of the match was Glenn Murray by a mile. Any disagreement, Mark? Yeah, John Williams for me. Uh, you would say that. If we had what? time, I'd, I'd cyber fight you. Um, <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Don't tell uh, me. Final, final thoughts on that, really, before we were give give away a couple of tickets. Um, fancy a cup run, guys. We're getting that way. If we if we can beat Borough, you know, what do you think? Fancy yeah, go for it. I do. I think we should definitely get involved and put a decent team out uh, each round. I really do. Yeah. 
Uh, Albert, would you uh, winning, rather us winning, concentrate? On winning, is a good, winning is uh, a good habit to get into, and True. if we can, uh, you know, if we can win the cup games, I think it will help. Albert, know, I, I'm not a massive fan of the Carling Cup. Um, you I'm don't want to go to Wembley then, no. No, I'll, I'll no. have your Wembley ticket then. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you what. If we get there, <laughs> you can have my Wembley ticket. Thanks. Can we have that in writing, please? Well, it's been recorded, Mark. You remember what we do? We record. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not technophobe, you know. Oh yeah, I've got. Uh, I don't even want to go there. All right. Well, the next thing we're doing, apparently, is the ticket giveaway. Um, it's already been drawn by Mikey behind the scenes, which is very, very nice of him. Uh, again, I think I think this number was a business card uh, that has been. Uh, this is not the Brighton giveaway. Well, I'm probably scared a few people there. Not the Brighton giveaway. That's coming up very, very soon. Very, very soon. But not yet. Just to remind you, and it's not going to be too many more reminders. I've got to remind myself as well. That phrase that you have to say when we ring is "No, Gus, I don't swing that way." No, Gus, I don't swing that way. Nothing else, or you will go. But I could be persuaded. <laughs> that is the follow-up. Don't say that. If you say that, well, you'll lose, possibly. I haven't thought that through. Um, okay, so this is the ticket giveaway for the, the two home tickets for a Category B game. Pretty sure this was given out on a business card at one of the uh, one of the locations we gave them out, which is the White Horse, Selhurst, and I think a few in the Cherries. It's ticket number 27. So if you've got a business card from us with the ticket number 27 on, then you have won those tickets. Email us, radio at homestyle.net, before the end of the show, otherwise it carries over to next week. They'll all That's be rang 20... in the chat room now. They're what? They'll all be rang in the chat room now. Yeah, yeah, making like stuff up. Mm. Yeah. I've got a question. Yeah. How do we know the person ringing up and saying they've got 27 is telling the truth? Well, that one, they'll have to have physically have the card to prove it. It's a good system. That is a good system. <laughs> And, and the people who don't have a card, um, we would have sent them the email, so we'll know. <clears throat> so it all works. We've thought it through. We're not idiots. We're sort of idiots. Speak for um, okay, well, before we go any further, uh, what we've got up for you next, and it is a, this should be fantastic. I haven't actually heard it yet either, so I will be listening to it myself. Um, it's an episode of Five Minutes Down Under. It's episode two. Episode one was way back, probably about fifth, sixth show last season. Fifth show ever. Um, it's recorded by uh, Palace Guard, that's Ross, and uh, Ryan, who is Aussie Palace on Hull. Uh, just gave us a little bit of a, a flavour of what it's like to support Palace all, from all the way over there in Melbourne. This episode, though, contains other members of the uh, of the Melbourne Sports Club. I've actually got their names. I'm going to say them if uh, I haven't deleted them somewhere. Mm, anyone help? Uh, it's Raj... Uh, and it was Ned and someone else. Jeff. There you go. Well done, <laughs> I've got them all. Yeah, I couldn't see. I haven't written it down anywhere, but I remembered. So thanks to those guys. But most importantly of all, there's an interview there with uh, Tommy Mayers, who's the, who's the lad who's had the terrible luck of being first mauled by a police dog and then hit by a car at 80 kilometres an hour uh, in, in Australia. And Ross has been fantastic, uh, and so have the other guys, in going to... You know, spend a bit of time with him and, and make sure he's okay and also talk to his father, Tony, who also appears on this recording. So anyway, I'll stop rambling about it. Um, this is Five Minutes Down Under, which lasts 13 minutes. Bye. Good day. Ladies. This is a fancy jamboree. You're not wrong. Free 
Lovely. Daniel? Polsky. Hey, I'm so sick of rocking up for all these fancy shindigs. How'd you two get away with it? Simple. Always read the fine print. Mr. and Mrs. Hyphenated surname invite you to their swank do. There you go. Dress code. Smart. Casual. Casual. Smart. Casual. Casual. Smart. Casual. Great advice, boys. Thanks. No workers. Yeah. Isn't it great we can help Holly Valance out? I wonder how she'll repay us. That thing you're thinking? Yeah. It won't be that. New Foster's Gold. 4.8% premium lager. Good call. Five minutes down under. G'day and welcome to the uh, second ever edition of 5 Minutes Down Under. Uh, my name is Ross, aka Palace Guard from the Homestale website. Uh, it's a very, very special night tonight, um, a 5 Minutes Down Under uh, first, basically. Um, there's more people than I can fit in the studio. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing atmosphere in here. But basically, I'm joining me today with uh, Ryan... G'day Ross, how are you? Good mate, how are you today? Good, also known as, can you get it right this time? Aussie Palace. Good man, alright, we're in the studio, aka your living room, uh, with a couple of Palace fans, in the last count I've got about five of them sitting here plus us two, but as you say, it is a, it is a very special night, we uh, obviously been a bit on the uh, the homestyle at the moment about uh, young Tommy over here in Melbourne, and um, uh, the tireless work of Ross organising sort of a, a get-together and uh, we actually have pretty much had that get-together and we're, we're uh, in the middle of it at the moment, actually. So we've had a couple of uh, froffies, uh, <laughs> cold ones, uh, for those who don't understand what we're talking about. But uh, no, we've got Beers. a few special guests. <laughs> Lagers. Uh, a couple of special guests in here at the moment and um, and uh, I guess without further ado, we should probably bring uh, Tommy, uh, if he can shuffle his way over... Um, over towards the microphone there, and um, hello. Say good day, Tommy. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. So Ross, we'll um, I'll sort of kick over to you, mate. Um, tell the uh, the listeners a little bit more about Tommy and sort of what's been going on. Have a bit of a chat. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, well, today we got the Melbourne Supporters uh, Christmas Park Supporters Club to uh, you know meet up with Tommy and his father Tony to uh, say hello and have we had a drink at the pub. Uh, met. Tommy a couple of times um, since I found out about what happened to him and I've been posting it on the website as as much as possible to try and get, um, basically trying to drum up as much support and, um, you know, uh, donations and things like that to Tommy's website. Um, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be so close to you, Tommy, and um, it's, it's really good to, um, uh, you know, be a part of helping you. I'm sure lots of Palace fans back in England will want to, want to help you out, but seeing as I'm so close, it makes sense to help you as much as possible. How have you found the support so far, Tommy? It's uh, been good, mate. It's a bit, bit random for a few blokes like us to sort of uh, bring you down to the pub. I mean, what do you think so far? Uh, the support's been touching. Couldn't have asked for anything more. Yeah, you didn't know a lot of people sort of um, out here, did you? You'd only sort of just come to Melbourne and... Uh... No, I didn't know anyone. Yep. Yeah. 
And what do you think of Ross the first time you met him? Mental. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, yes, I know he does need a haircut, doesn't he? So, well, for all the listeners, I tried to get a webcam involved for this uh, broadcast, but uh, no, you you probably you know you probably wouldn't want to see Ross. But uh, anyway, uh, no oil painting myself anyway. But uh, Tommy, you're, you're pretty stoked that. Uh, you know, to be out here in, in Melbourne, obviously you didn't get to sort of see a great deal before the um, before the accident, but um, you're looking forward to getting getting all recovered and, and back into your studies? Yep, yeah. Are you, are you hating Melbourne or do you want to head back home? <laughs> no, I still love Australia, still love Melbourne. So you're keen to stay? Yeah. Oh, that's good. We need a few more members in the Melbourne Chris Bell Supporters Club. So, Absolutely. Uh, Just anyone we can too. get. Anyone that's we it. Can get. We'll take anyone. We almost re- recruited a girl off the streets there in Crutches, but right. that's another story. <laughs> that's uh, another story. What do we, uh, what do we bring in um, uh, the old man? Why don't we bring in Tony and, and have a bit of a chat? So, obviously, um, probably not uh, ideal circumstances to, to be out here in Australia, but, um, you know, what, what, what do they say? You know, you've got to make the best of it sort of thing. So, and... Um, How's it all been so far? Obviously, oh, you're watching, watching Tommy's recovery. Yeah, he's really doing well. Uh, my name's Tony, also known as uh, Tony. Bunch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much, all, you, all the palace. Really appreciate everything. All your kindness, your love and support is well appreciated. Thanks very much. He's doing really well. He's out of coma. He's on his crutches. He's getting around. It's just like a miracle. And uh, just appreciate everything you're doing. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, um, yeah, Ross called me at work the other day and and sort of um, ran it by me. And uh, gee whiz, I mean, it, I think for anyone out there, it just puts it all back into perspective. And um, geez, he's done well, hasn't he? Well, I mean, he's had a, he's had a torrid twelve months, as we know. He has, yeah. He had that trouble, all that grief at Reading, and uh, which thankfully it was all just saw through all the, the police lies and conspiracy and uh, now he's had to contend with this and uh, he's still going and uh, well, I'm really just glad all over that the boy's still alive. Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Thanks, so, Thanks, and, um, so Ross, who else we got in here tonight? we got a, we got a few others. Uh, uh, one, of, one of the founding members uh, of the Melbourne Crystal Palace Supporters Club. Um, <laughs> My friend, Ned, and he's also on the home sale. Uh, Ned, how are you going? What's your username on home sale? Surfside. Surfside. He does post occasionally. You've probably seen him around. Should post more often. Actually, he posts more on the BBS spit. Um, but uh, we, we won't go into that. Uh, Ned, I just want to say it's true. It's true. 50-50. 60-40. We want to get him the home sale, but he's part of the Melbourne Scores Club, so uh, he's got one thing going for him there. 
Um, basically, um, Ned just want to ask, how, how did you come from fan and what are you doing in Melbourne? No, I just was born over in uh, South London, and uh, yeah, grade one teacher got me into Palace. And, uh, yeah, so and came over here for family, and, um, yeah, still following him. And when was the last time you saw Palace play? What, live? Yeah. Uh, five years ago. Five years ago. Do you remember of, the game? Yeah, a couple of games. There was 3-2 win against Norwich, and nice. uh, a 2-1, I think it was 2-1 against Swindon in the Cup. Yeah. Um, well, the, yeah, those were the last two. I was, I was only over there for about six weeks or so. I didn't yeah. manage to get to too many other games, unfortunately. But, yeah, I, I saw plenty before I moved over here anyway. So, Any plans of uh, getting back to Sales Park to watch uh, any games? Oh, well, hopefully, once I've, soon. once I've finished uni, eventually, if that happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day. It's been really good having you in the, in the supporters club. We, we don't have many diehard members, probably, you know, I can count them on my one hand, but uh, Ned's been one of them that gets to all the games in Melbourne, so uh, it's been great having him and Ryan always there to uh, watch the games with. Otherwise, basically, I'll just be on my own. Uh, well, thanks very much, Ned. Yeah, thanks, Ned. I'll tell you what, there is, there's probably a couple of other members to, to add to that uh, sort of group that always show their face at the games. And um, oh, Raj behind us here, he, he travels a bit of distance. Grab a seat, Raj. Have a, have a seat down. And, um, and uh, obviously, you're, you're a key member of the Melbourne Supporters Club as well. You're, you came about Sporting Palace, obviously, from the UK as well. Yeah, I've been supporting them since uh, I was a little Nepal. Yeah, so I moved back here um, to Melbourne, back to Australia in 2003. I've been to and from between the two, and uh, I really look forward to all the Palace evenings. Yeah. When, we meet, when we meet up, it's really special, and today is pretty, pretty, pretty cool as well, meeting two die-hard supporters from England, um, Tony and and, uh, and his young son, T- uh, Tommy. Um, so, yeah, it's been real good meeting up today. I had a couple of good beers. Guys, come yeah. out here one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, at us. it's been one of those days, hasn't it? I mean, it was a bit of a late call-up. Obviously, we all know that we're not on the television this year, and... Um, Obviously, uh, our man Staffy there at uh, back in London, uh, the uh, the prized hero legend. that we legend that we consider him to be. Obviously, with his streams and anything he can do for us. Obviously, it's pretty difficult out here. But um, yeah, days like today are obviously a bit impromptu, and and sometimes they pop up, and you really just uh, put aside what you're doing, as, as Raj says, and just yeah. you know, it's good to catch up with everyone. There's, there's something really special about being a Palace fan when you meet uh, other Palace fans abroad. Particularly, it's um, it's it's really not like being. Uh, uh, a normal uh, football fan of you. It's really, it's it really is like a family. One family, yeah. yeah. yeah we all come really together when it, when it counts. That's it. That's it. That's it. Now, we've got one We got one more. Thanks, Raj. We've got one more yeah, uh, member of the supporters club, and I, ho- I hope he doesn't mind me saying this because I'm going to look him in the eye as I say it. We'll just watch that left hand there, uh, Jeff. But uh, <laughs> 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 I think Jeff would have to take the cake as one of the more committed, but also, let's just say, the more senior members of the Melbourne supporters club. And uh, and seen a lot more, and, and you know what I look at it as he we has are the all most. Ages. He has the most to teach us. And um, and Jeff, how are you, mate? You well? I'm good. Yeah, um, it's been a great afternoon, actually. It has, eh? Absolutely, my knee hardly hurts at all. The bloke's just had a knee reconstruction. <laughs> He's walked two suburbs to get here, and I, I was complaining about oh, a bit of rain on the walk home. I mean, and, <laughs> and Jeff just put it right back in the scheme of things. So. And Jeff, how long supporting Palace, mate? What uh, what have we got? I was ten when I started, so that's twenty one um, years. Um, <laughs> so that's fifty nine. I started. Wow. When was the last time you saw Palace play, Jeff? Against Leeds, one 0 Oh, Selhurst last year. Yeah. Only last Neil Gann, second so minute. 
Absolutely. And we hung on for about... Well, it was a long 88 minutes. (laughs) Well, the usual Palace game has about 11 minutes injury time added on, so so they hung on for a good couple of hours. I was counting. I was just looking forward to 1-0, curry, beer. Good man. Good man. And... uh, Doing anything in Melbourne, Jeff? Or just sort of retired? I live or here. You sort of, yep. Oh, you live here, right? I just thought you'd come down for the <laughs> afternoon. Cheers. No, well, uh, you uh, you retired, or you uh, just sort of? I'm um, retired. I retired seven years ago. Yep. And yeah, moved straight to Melbourne. No, very good. Every time Palace are on TV, Jeff's always there, so it's uh, it's good to have him in the Melbourne Supporters Club. And he, his wife has the Facebook. Old uh, Jeffy's not on Jeff's the Facebook, on Facebook, but uh, his yeah. wife is. So. Also, my wife will pick me up wherever I am and take me home. Tell you what, Jeff, can I just start grab a lift, mate? Or <laughs> Absolutely. We all want to drive like that. All right, we're very good. So, look, we, we probably won't uh, hold it much longer because, uh, true to our title, this is meant to be five minutes down under, but... Um, we might just have a quick chat with Ross just about the um, about the season so far. That's what we what we normally do in this yeah, segment, no, sort so of thing. So five minutes down, now it's gone on to over ten minutes, but uh, won't take up too much of your time. Back in the studio, there just wanted to um, you know basically uh, let you all know if you do want to donate to to Tom and his family, it, the website is welovetommy.com. Uh, there's a PayPal link there. All you have to do is uh, click on the link. And uh, donate whatever you can. It's uh, it's for a great cause. Uh, Tom and his father are great people, and uh, you know any any support we can get from Chris Pass fans is much appreciated. Yeah, Tommy, want to have a bit of a last word, mate? We might wrap yeah. it up now. Just like to thank you once again for all your love and support. I'm really grateful. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tommy. You know what? That's just a great way to go. I think Ross. Maybe next show we might have a bit of a review sort of the season so far. But I don't think there's probably any any better way than to to go out with that. So uh, we might wrap it up and um, hope you appreciated the special guest we've had on. And uh, as uh, as Ross said, get onto the uh, get on the website. It's just bloody fantastic. And um, yeah, it's been a really great day. It's just yeah. been a really really great day. So we'll leave it at that. Eagles. My word. That's a long outro and intro. Uh, guys, that was absolutely fantastic. I just want to make mention of the fact that um, I think it was about over £300 was raised at the White Horse uh, to, to go towards uh, donations to, to Tommy and his family. To uh, That was on Saturday. And that was to, uh, you know, yeah, to support the fact that obviously they've got, to, you know, Tony's got to be out there and, uh, and looking after Tommy as best he can. It's not cheap out there and he's, he's obviously not working. So, um, yeah, anything you can do, just go to www.welovetommy.com <laughs> or co.uk. You'll find it. Um, just go to that and obviously donate any money you can. You can, and if you've got any ideas to raise any money, and you need us to help publicise it for you, then just let us know. Really, uh, we'll be more than happy to do that. I've just got a spam on Skype that says "Summer Sun Beach and Girls in Love in Love." That's quite <laughs> good, isn't it? Why Why do oh, that, Jim? Oh, it's unbelievable. I've always said that. Yeah, I've always, I've always thought that. Uh, if I knew it was a real girl. Um, <clears throat> one day, Chris. One, one day. day. One day, I'll meet one. one okay, yeah. listen, I hope you enjoyed that, guys. I, I really did as well. well um, blow-up dolls. Right? <laughs> 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 uh, 
Stop in there. So I told you that in confidence. As of the uh, as of the second of October, we are switching the broadcast uh, to Sunday nights instead of Monday nights. Um, and the podcast release date will be moved forward to midday Tuesday. It currently is midday Tuesday anyway. Uh, we got that bit done already. But what you've all been waiting for is this Brighton ticket giveaway thing. I think we're going to do that now, really. Just to run you through what we're going to do, uh, you are listening to this on something of a delay, okay? So don't don't wait for... If you get a call, it could be anyone, but just assume it's us. Um, otherwise, things could go very, very wrong. Uh, we'll, uh, there'll also be a spell of silence for, for when you're listening while we're waiting for people to answer and all that sort of stuff, okay? So... Um, so let you know what we'll be doing. Be a phone call, and all we're expecting from the person on the other end of that phone is for them to say the phrase that pays, and I'm quite happy to say it, it is no Gus, I don't swing that way. Don't say anything else. Um, Albert took you through it earlier very carefully. Um, got it right third time. You don't get three chances. One chance. We'll be brutal. If you get it wrong, you get it wrong, and uh, and you lose out. It's uh, Obviously, everyone wants to win this prize. It's, it's, uh, it's a good one. Uh, and well, I think well, yeah. Just to let you know, we are using each person has been assigned a number uh, based on when they got in touch with us. Mikey will be using random dot org in the background to choose a number between those uh, between those areas. It's a totally random site. You can look at it yourself. Random dot org. Um, okay, that's enough filling, I think. Um, Mikey, if you want to get on with it, and uh, we'll sit here. Thirty six. I'm doing Chris, just so you know. Oh, is it? Uh, hold on. <laughs> okay. So you know the name. Right. Nobody speak. No, Gus, I don't swing that way. Hooray! Tim, you've won. Yeah. Congratulations, really? mate. Yeah. You're joking. First time, easy as that. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just, I mean, obviously, I'm excited for you, mate. Delighted for you. Well done. Um, wow. I was hoping someone would get it wrong for a while. You've, uh, you've blown it out of the water straight away. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, uh, no, well done, mate. Thanks for thanks for listening, buddy. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I mean, basically, Mikey will email you. Take you've got to address, Michael. Yes, I do. Yeah. So we'll get in contact with you about how to collect it off us. That's it. That's it. You've won. How'd you feel? Yeah, amazing. I'm well happy. Have you got any mates going to the game? Yeah, loads of them. Yeah. yeah. You were the one who. Was I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I live in Germany in the army. So in the army, so I've. Uh, Struggled to get a ticket. I'm just just hoping I'll get one. Oh, fantastic, mate! Well, that's made me feel a lot better because I know there's a lot of disappointed people out there, calling some, uh, <laughs> including some people I'm good friends with who will hate me now. But um, sorry, Stuart. Just sorry, Stuart and Aston and everyone. Sorry, I'm really sorry. But Tim, I'm delighted for you, mate. That's a hell of a gamble, and you've actually won. So um, fantastic. Thank you very much. Just a uh, bit. Tim, just Good one time. question. Yeah. Do you do you actually swing that way or? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, Albert was tempted. So, um, all right. Well, listen, buddy. We'll be in touch with you soon, and uh, well, obviously, I'll meet you when we uh, hand the ticket over to you, mate. So. Um, okay. 
Nice one. Oh, thank Cheers. you very much. Take care, Cheers. mate. Bye now. Bye. Oh, wasn't that lovely? What a <laughs> story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that... I'll tell you what. Jim will fix it. That is a ridiculous... That, I mean, that almost sounds like a fix. If it was a fix, it would have been fixed for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't... I wasn't Phoning from Germany. I mean, that's... I mean, that's just fantastic, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic. Okay, well, congratulations to Tim. Commiserations to everyone else. Um, we will continue to give away things when we can. There's, those two tickets have not been claimed yet, I don't believe, for the home games. So, uh, like I say, if you haven't if ready for next week, if they're not claimed, uh, get in contact with us. Either find us at the game and grab a business card off of us if we've got any, or um, or email us radio at homesdale.net where you will be able to uh, uh, get a code and we'll hopefully draw your number at some point. Okay, that's a bit of a oh dear, I feel a bit a bit worn out after that. Okay, fantastic. Well, we've got we've yeah, I do need. Yeah, it was exciting. It was good. I, I like that. We need we need more massive prizes for people. Um, okay, look, we've got um, we've got the borough review to do now. A bit of an anti climax in some ways because it's going on to a defeat. Uh, we'll have a very quick look at the head to the uh, game tomorrow and the game on Saturday against Doncaster. Uh, we'll get through uh, the emails we've had. Uh, we've got Jerry, Liam, and some various different comedy names to talk about, um, <coughs> as we always do. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Barry. You were there, weren't you, Albert? Yes. And Mark, you were there as well. I yeah, saw I was, you. Yeah. So we're all we're all singing off the same hymn sheet. So the first thing we'll talk about is the uh, starting line up and, and and that sort of first half really. So for me, I'm going to bring up my point of discussion and I want to talk about the selection of Jedinak and Wright in the centre of midfield. Mm. Um, I. I'm getting less happy with this, and I know it's wrong to behave like that because I, you know, I'm usually a realistic person. I understand we've got to, you know, pick experienced players, and we've got to, we've got to be solid in, in these games. But the two don't complement each other, in my view. I rate both in that position. I think Wright has really grown in, into the defensive midfield position. Not everyone agrees with that, but I, I certainly how I feel. Um, and I think Jed and that looks a good player, and he, he's still adjusting. Um, but I just don't see why we play the two together. So, um, well, let's. Uh, well, Mark, I mean, how, how do you yeah. feel about that centre midfield? Um, didn't Ryan Jed and that play at Leeds together? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that they were outstanding in the centre against Leeds, and. Um, I wasn't surprised that they were picked for the Borough game based on, on that performance. But I have to agree with you, it didn't really work on Saturday. But I think that had a lot to do with the opposition as much as anything. I think uh, they were very well organised and um, experienced team. And I think that on the whole, you know, that they sort of were able to sort of um, uh, simply, you know, nullify any threat that, that um, Jednak possessed in terms of you know mm. passing the ball around and Wright just did as usual buzzing around but um, Jed and that, he, he did have a poor game uh, but I can see why he was picked by Doogie because I thought he was excellent up at Leeds that's my personal opinion anyway yeah. Albert how did you see it in the midfield um, bearing in mind I, I didn't see Leeds so I can't comment on how they performed there um, mm. as the game sort of wore especially when we were 1-0 down the two of them seem to sort of only pass it to each other sort of quite short through fear of not 
you know, not not being maybe confident enough or mm. creative enough to try a um, playable forward or you know try put it into the forwards. They they seem sort of be like hot potato. Well, you know, you have it and you try and pass it to someone else, sort of thing. And it, yeah, it, it's one or the other, really, for me. I, I mean, right. So I, I agree with you. I think yeah. Wright is good in that position, but he needs uh, a, di- a different part. I think we really miss Garvin in that. Game. Yeah, that's yeah. You've got, that's exactly a good point. I was thinking to myself. I've, I've even written in the, the show notes. The only option we've got is Williams, but he isn't. Of course, it's Owen Garvin who, who started the the season in, in such good form and is unfortunately out for a month or so uh, with the recurrence of that hip injury it's I mean he he is the perfect fall to either of those in my view the only thing he lacks really is pace um, mm. but if we put in the wide positions it's not so much of a struggle yeah, I mean that's it, it disappointed me in some ways I knew we were, that we were going to I was just belching there <clears throat> excuse me I know we were going to line up that way um, but but it still disappointed me when I saw it I thought we'd just seen such a positive performance against Wigan, and I just thought carry that momentum on. That would be brilliant. Um, so yeah, it's just just my, my thoughts about the the, the centre and midfield, really. Um, guys, you got any areas of of the team lineup to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I've, uh, as far as Barra goes, um, that particular game, uh, getting away from Leeds and the Cup, mm. um, I think Doogie's plan was to keep it pretty tight against against Middlesbrough. They are and still are the form team of the division. And um, I think uh, by introducing, it was Murray and Zaha, wasn't it, mm. in the second half, that he was sort of trying to win the game late, if you like, for once yeah, a was, better yeah. phrase. I think he, he wanted to, I think he was happy to be nil-nil at half-time. I was quite pleased that we kept them out. And they played the ball around well, um, Middlesbrough. They they looked mm. pretty pretty well organised and it was a pretty evenly matched first half and they didn't really yeah. trouble Jules at all. And I thought, yeah, that we were, we were comfortable. And they, are, they had one five on the spin before they came to us. Yeah, and um, you know, I think that was Doogie's plan. But of course, uh, I think it was the third time in a row in a league game, anyway, that the Oppo have scored first. So that kind of throws mm. the original plan out the window. And uh, my only, my only, dis- uh, the only thing, my only criticism of of, of Doogie was that I thought that uh, um, he brought the substitutions on too late. But then at one stage we had Scannell, Murray, Easter and Zaha all on the pitch at the same yeah. time. So you can't say we weren't going for it and you were, we were sitting back. So, you know, uh, I just think maybe um, not, uh, I think Williams and Zaha, sorry, should have um, uh, come on a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, I just want to make a point on that actually because I, I noticed a few uh, whinges on, on both of sets of boards really talking about Dougie being slow to react and or being a reactive manager and only going for the subs when we conceded. He was actually going to put Zaha, Zaha on uh, as we conceded the goal. It wasn't it wasn't a reaction to, to them uh, to them sorry to them going. It, it was something that we were, Dougie, Dougie wanted to go for that win as you said Mark and um, it just happened to be we conceded as he was arranging it so I, yeah. I was, I was uh. looking over at the bench at the time thinking it's about time for a change you know we've gone past the hour mark mm. and there's a couple of ineffective players on there and, and you know Dougie's taken them both off he's taken off Ambrose and he's taken off Parr uh, Parr had a quiet game I felt um, we've talked about we've talked about uh, Ambrose and Parr and the wings that they're on but we haven't talked in any detail about Jermaine Easter over Glenn Murray now Albert 
uh, Jermaine Easter, obviously, one of the key things is he, he missed that chance. He hit the bar with it. But of of the two strikers, can you see why he's picking Easter? Um, I know a lot of people aren't sort of happy that Easter's starting, but I've got to say, past few games where I've seen him, I'm I'm really impressed with him. He seems twice as fit as he did sort of towards the end of last season. Mm. He chases everything, and he's he's surprisingly good in the air for for somebody who's not that tall. I think he, you know, he, he gets a lot of knockdowns. Whether you know they're fruitful or not is a different subject. But he really, you know, he puts himself about. He, you know. He, He's always looking to get under a goal kick from Speroni, or and he, ch- you know, he chases. And at the moment, I think it's you know it's almost a bit like a, a bit like the Torres situation at Chelsea. I think Dougie's sort of persevering with him, and I think the fact that Glenn Murray's on the bench is probably a, a factor in why he's working so hard. And, yeah. um I mean, I'm not going to slate him for hitting the bar from eight yards, you know. Again, same with Torres. You see worse misses, and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a matter of inches, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. You know, it's not uh, because he's a bad finisher. Um, yeah, I think um, it's good competition, really. I think mm. it's Scannell's a definite for me, and yeah. whoever scores first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna no, jump. In yeah, no. Um, sort of on the subject of Easter, this is unfortunately it seems to be a bit of a kind of a blame culture thread beginning again on the um, yeah, yeah I, I on the HOL and. Um, you know, it, it sort of goes from Calvin Andrew to Owen Garvin to David Wright, and now it seems to be Jermaine Easter and, uh, and Darren Ambrose. Well, yeah, okay, but I mean, <laughs> we're talking about Easter at the moment, and yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's not a goal machine, and uh, probably, as I said earlier in in the program, he's not great at getting into the six-yard box to finish off anything that is provided from the wings from Scanner or Zaha, but. He's very loyal, Doogie, to his players. He played very well up at Leeds. He set Scandal up for the goal. And he deserved to start, in my opinion, on Saturday. He's a team player and he's a good squad player. Murray does look the real deal, though. And I think Easter may struggle to get in the side once Murray is fully fit and starts scoring goals. But Easter has a role to play. And if Murray's injured or is out of form, Easter is a good option. I haven't, you know, I don't know what the slating of him is uh, all about. You know, he, mm. he works hard as far as I'm concerned. And, yeah. uh, you never know, even Easter and Murray may at some stage play in the same team. I don't know how it would work, yeah, but they, you, know, they, you, know, no, you don't know what Doogie's long-term vision in the forward department is. But Yeah, well, well I mean, they're, not, they're certainly, as you suggest, that they certainly could play together, I think, um, with Easter concentrating more on, on, you know, just being in the right place at the right time rather than, than doing all the work in the red box as well. Yeah, I mean, I contributed to that thread earlier, and I do feel that... that at the end of the day, Murray's a better player, in my opinion. I, I've watched the two. I don't have any preconceived ideas about either. Um, I, I, you know, I like Easter for the work he puts in, and, and I think he did actually doesn't get the credit for for how good a footballer he is. But for me, for me, Murray's a, a better player. That's no, it's not Easter's fault that Murray's a better player, and it's it just just is how I see it. But it's I, like he, Albert I, said, it's it's healthy to have competition, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it is. like if he's just playing well, that makes uh, as that, um, Albert was saying that that makes you know Murray mm. have to work that bit harder to get into the side. You know, we don't want that's, just that's people just walking yeah. into the team, do we? Just because there isn't anyone else to fill the role. You it, know? It's how it should be, and also it's you know you've got to reward good form because it, otherwise it sends the wrong sends the wrong message to you the young players learning and it sends the wrong message to the senior pros who aren't playing if you don't reward the, the players that are informed by keeping their place 
then you know you, you might start to lose the respect of some players. Having said that, you can't do it at the cost of results. And I'm, I'm not saying we have. I'm, I'm not saying we definitely would have won that game if we'd started Murray instead of Easter. But I think that's a, it's a point worth discussing, and I'm sure it's a point that that the, that the management considered before making that decision as well. And they they genuinely felt that it was the best way to go. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. You can always say this would have happened, that would have happened. We're great at that as Palace fans, but it's not. You know, you, you still just still speculation at the end of the day. Basically, though, you've got to admit that, you know, I mean, Doogie and Lenny Lawrence make the decisions and whatever they decide they think is best for the team. Mm. As fans, we must all stick together and support all the players that put on a yeah. Palace shirt 100%. And Absolutely. I don't think, I don't think, you know, we should be lambasting players for a poor game or for missing a goal from six, six yards out. But... There's all you know. Everyone, all the fans, everyone's entitled to an opinion, and we all have our favourite players and our preferred yeah. formations and so forth. And people are entitled to discuss it, but I just don't like I don't like people getting on players' backs. You know. Yeah, I agree, mate. Blame, um, blame coaches necessarily. You know. Mm. All right. Well, to to sort of wrap this up, because we you know well, we're not quite overrunning where we sort of are, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, we've it's got... your rambling at the start. Of the yeah. Show. Well, you know. <laughs> Oh, I call me <laughs> rambling at the moment. Um, okay, okay well, we've got a few things, a few things to round off on that. I mean, the, the, obviously, the first half we talked about, and we said, um, you know, we lacked a bit of a, but lacked a bit of creativity, maybe, but, but we worked really hard. We got in at nil nil, and, and you know, we got to the hour mark, and that's when Dougie started looking at changing things. Got caught, caught with a sucker punch, and and you know, after that point, when we brought the subs on. It was all Palace, and and you know Easter was so close, and Zahar just tormented them. I didn't don't think I saw them really get a tackle in. I mean they got a, you know they got their foot to the ball, but he still come away with it. It was, it was absolutely destroying them, and it ended up with with Bennett being red carded. Um, so we were unlucky not to leave with a point. Although over the course of the match, it could be argued that maybe we didn't quite earn it earn it enough in in being as ambitious as we could have been so that's just basically my, my thoughts on the game really but i mean don't really go into the atmosphere too much i felt it was a little bit flat but uh, as i've said in the notes here i think it's still better than most grounds around the country and um you know it was a hard game and, and pre- people were probably a little bit uh overwhelmed by that um and i mean for his 20 minute spell i've said zahar was the man of the match can i get your man of the match chaps albert first <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I disagree with you there. Yeah, Zaha, although he's uh, that occasion when he got in, got into the sort of tight angle byline and decided to hit a tame shot rather than yeah. cutting back, really sort of wound me up a bit. But um, yeah, it does it does get a lot of people that actually. But he hasn't done that quite so much these days. But he's keep but he's had the opposite problem of putting in some great cutbacks and no one being there. So yeah, oh, that's happened <laughs> five minutes later. He obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did the warning and then uh, did cut it, cut it back, and there was no one there. So, uh, he okay, Mark, have, have you got anyone you want to single out? Uh, I don't think anyone was particularly um, outstanding on Saturday. I thought Scannell continues to impress, and I, um, I thought he was probably most exciting, attacking, forward-thinking player on the pitch, and he stood out for me. But there was, you know, it was one of those games where. I don't think any one individual was particularly um, superior to anywhere else. Okay, there, were few, there were a few poor, poor performances, but we'll yeah, this for another time. Yeah, as you say, we don't want to start the blame culture thing, do we? No. Um, well, 
in the, in the same vein, can I get um, firstly from you, Albert, and then you, Mark? Uh, any any changes that you would like to see for Tuesday that you can think of immediately, and then a prediction for what you think the score might be. I'd like to see. I think that the formation and lineup that started against Wigan sounds worth persevering with. Uh, Murray sort of being supported by a couple of creative players sort of more in the hole so um, give it a go okay what do you reckon the score will be uh, I'd like to think we'll nick that one 2-1 okay uh, Mark yeah I was thinking about this earlier today and then I thought go go with the same team that started against Wigan but then I kind of thought if Gardner's fit he's going to you know He's going to have to play with McCarthy at some stage and uh, it would be mm. a good time to fit him in if he is fit. Mm. Uh, he was on the bench, wasn't he, on Saturday. He wasn't. Um, Tunchev is going to go, obviously, sooner or later and uh, Gardner's got to you know, get match fit and I think it's a good chance for him to step in. Um, and then I would probably put Parr in for Moxie at left-back and then potentially uh, bring Jednak in for Ambrose and then Ambrose just to play behind um, Murray and supporting role and just see how that works out, see whether Murray uh, and Ambrose can, can gel. That was what well, they, had, um, they had a bit of a spell pre-season, uh, uh, second half against Basingstoke. Um, that was actually sim- the similar lineup. They had Murray up the top and, uh, and Ambrose in behind him. Looks all right. I have to say yeah. Ambrose was well involved. Obviously rubbish opposition, but, um, but yeah. yeah, yeah but I think, yeah, I think Murray, Murray's good enough uh, to, to play as a lone striker. Mm. And I think uh, Ambrose could benefit from, you know, uh, the work that Murray puts puts in, and uh, and could give him the opportunity to score from sort of around the edge of the box. Mm. So, well, but I think uh, I'd have a back four: McCarthy, Gardner, Parr, Ramage, mm. midfield. I think O'Keefe, Williams, right, and Jednak really with Ambrose supporting Murray. That's okay, how mate. I would set up. Splendid. Um, we've got uh, we've got plenty of emails to get to. Uh, some on this subject. I'm going to actually instead of giving you my opinion on what we should do for Tuesday, I'm going to give you Jerry's. But um, just want to get just leap leap ahead um, to just have a quick mention for Donny. Um, won't worry about predictions for that because it's just too far in advance. But just in just a kind of thought on it's a league game. Would you like to see the same sort of tactic applied? As in, we, we're playing in the midweek in the cup. We're going to see the youngsters. We're going to see. You know the team that played against Wigan, for argument's sake. Then we go to Donny. Should we revert to to what we've just seen? You know the, the standard formation with the two holding midfielders in midfield. Uh, Albert, how, how would you want us to approach Donny game? Uh, seeing Donny is having a torrid time at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a go if you know if Garvin's going to be out. And the, he sees Ambrose being out on the wing. It's worth persevering, and mm. there's no worse team in the league at the moment than Donny. So uh, if it doesn't work, then then I'd start to uh, think about changing it. Okay, Mark, do you feel similar, or do you think that there's perhaps a gamble to be taken uh, against Doncaster away? No, I really think that there for the taking. It's uh, it's got to be um, it's got to be a big big performance up there, and uh, I think we've really got to uh, attack from from the very start and uh, you know they've got to be buried these are the sort of games that we have to win this season um, they are on you know they are in 
shite form, which means when we go there, they'll probably turn us over. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that normally happens, but no. We I like to end people's we'll... runs of form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, we 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 should go there and you know, and and be very attacking and 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 uh, I hope Doogie sets us up in that way, really. Okay. Well, I'm so going to go... obviously a lot of it depends on who you know who's fit and. Yeah. Whether he's going to sort of ease a few players back in, like maybe yeah, Marrow, Marrow might get 20 minutes, and uh, uh, whether he plays, who he plays at centre half, and things like that. So it's difficult to know. But I, I fancy us to nick it, really. I know we don't yeah. nick anything, and I'm not going. So as I haven't <laughs> seen us win away for two years, not because I haven't been away, but because every yeah. time I go away, we never get even a point. It's going to be good of you to take one for the team. Take yeah. one for the team, yeah. I've sacrificed not going so that we can get the points. Yeah. Okay, mate. Well, good stuff. Well, I'll be up there, um, and I think I'm probably the only one of the whole team. So I will have uh, have a report back for you next week, I believe. Um, okay, listen, we've got we've got plenty of emails to uh, to read out. I mean, Jerry's the first one. Jerry's had problems with his. Uh, he's in fact he's in Croydon Library using the PC there because his PC at home's down. That's that's commitment for you. That's dedication, isn't yeah. it? Aye. The man. Um, get looted then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, he says it was a memorable win against Wigan, and it absolutely was. And he and he's talked talked up uh, Williams and Murray again, um, which which we have as well. Um, yeah, sensational, both of them on that day. Um, he talks about mid. He's, he basically has my opinion, which is why I'm reading it out instead of mine. He says against Middlesbrough, I felt midfield was poor. The creative spark was missing. Ambrose had a poor game for whatever reason. As much as I like Darren, if he doesn't score, he appears to add little to the team. It's noticeable by how ineffectual he appears, re-contributing to the team's performance. Uh, Parr had his least effective match so far. He didn't appear comfortable on the right of midfield. Best position is either left back or left side of midfield, uh, left wing back. The quality of our passing was fairly poor throughout the game, although we've been pitched as two of the more fancy teams in the championship. He's still optimistic that we'll improve as the season unfolds. Just to make the point, Jerry emailed that long before we started this show. So um, so he's actually said everything. We've covered we've it, haven't we? We've covered most of that. Should, should, we should just read out Jerry's opinion every week, and then we won't have to do any planning at all. Um, it's uh, on the subject we were just talking about. He says it'd be interesting to learn how Dougie will approach the second mu- match against Borough. Uh, he thinks we might have benefited by including the subs earlier in that second half. And, and as mentioned before, it's easy to say it, but not least. Uh, hang on, easy to say this, not least without knowing the match levels of Murray. Yeah, so he's suggesting that Murray, you know, has been out for in- with injury. You know, maybe he's not 100% match fit. I think well, he's not match fit, but I think he's certainly fit enough to to start as he proved against Wigan. Uh, again, talking up um, Wilfred, um, and he, he's wondering how that team selection will differ. We, we again, we we think hopefully that four-two-three-one formation we saw against Wigan, um, and hopefully we'll all be happy. And he just meant quick mention. He uh, talks about Sean Scannell's contract with the club, uh, we're trying to extend. Um, that would be good news. Um, obviously, no confirmation of that yet. Uh, Mark, do you want to take the next? Di- it's a tweet. Can you cope with a tweet? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, CPFC Doe, oh. Liam. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he says, if we want to get the best out of Ambrose, we have to play 4-2-3-1, play him as a central attacking midfielder, I think he means by that. Does, yep. So he has the freedom role. Well, we've already obviously discussed Ambrose. Uh, I tend to agree that he needs to play uh, more centrally to get the best out of him. Um, how do he does that and accommodates everyone else remains to be seen. Can I be controversial? I actually think he's still better behind in that 4-2-3-1. 
I think he's still better on the left side of the three behind the striker. Yeah. Just said it. you're not in charge. <laughs> I, I still maintain <laughs> that's where he scored his goals uh, under Warnock. Just not having too much responsibility of tracking back. Have free roll, but mainly occupying that left flank and drifting in. So I think start him out on the left side of an attacking thing and don't give him much responsibility. I think that's where he can hurt people. Just my opinion. Uh, Albert, you've got the next one. Um, just be very careful reading the name and obviously not laughing at the innuendo. Oh, dear. Uh, hi, guys. I was at the Middlesbrough game and thought we deserved a point. My thoughts are, Ryan has a great tackle on him. I love seeing <laughs> Yednak spray everywhere, but he looks a bit leggy. I'd love to see Ambrose in the hole, as I don't think he has the pace to play wide. Zaha changed the game, but he goes down to easy regards, and that's from Lou. Yep, uh, yep, it was. <laughs> yeah, Lou. Lou... The surname there isn't there, but if you say it, it's unacceptable, really. We've got two other emails. Uh, one of them was from uh, erstwhile presenter Nick. Uh, Mark, do you want to take that one? Uh, incidentally, in the first part, he's referring to his uh, photograph of me taken at the game where he says, I look like comic book guy. So you uh, might want to stop. For Nick's? Yeah. Well, in the episode where you kept videos of all the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> question like that is fantastic. Yeah, I think it was directly to uh, you, uh, you yeah. Chris. He says, uh, in the episode where you kept videos of all the outtakes <laughs> of famous shows in your cellar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not really, he says. Uh, just wanted to make, make the point, the point that's yes, to say. that although I was disappointed we lost on Saturday, it didn't last long <laughs> as we matched. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's just ridiculous. We, I think <laughs> it should say as we matched Middlesbrough, it says the middle yeah. ones. Okay. <laughs> Have you whole radio as ever left after losing but not being too bothered? Love. <laughs> Gick Nusset. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? I it think that's possible. a better name, actually. <laughs> it is. So He's the a question is, he is, he a, is a he yeah. is, yeah. The question the question was have we Why ever left you read it as it was addressed to you? Because you knew it was all full of innuendo. It's because I've got another email that's troubling, that's why. Mm. Yes. Did you want to write that after the show about that? <laughs> did you want to? Did you want to no, answer? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Did I want to get answer it? I think he's answered it himself. Have you ever left the game after losing, not being too bothered? Uh, I did after the Leeds. It's not actually what he says, but <laughs> 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 but I've decided to interpret it in a sensible way. Yeah, I agree. Leeds, Leeds was a good one. It was. I, I was. I was bothered in the sense that we played well and deserved more, but. You know, I was more encouraged than anything. I think we'll leave that question there. I hate you, Nick, so much. Uh, a final, a final chaos thing. looms when Nick's involved. Um, regular listeners will know this is the point in the show where just before the end, I have to read out an email from Serial Thriller. Um, <laughs> Good luck. Just, I mean, it, usually there's at least five or six things that are actually ethically unacceptable. That it's too late. I've read them by the time I realise. So, we'll, you know, I'll apologise in advance for what you're about to hear, and then we'll just wrap up after this with what's coming up in the next few weeks and various other bits and pieces. But we'll be done in the next uh, five minutes, hopefully, for you. It says, Hello, Homesdale Radio. Greetings from the sunny land of Ethiopia. 
Mm. Where the lion roars proud and the gazelle drinks water with happiness. Our tribe and the Gucci clan have come into contact with your wonderful site after the friendly people of Hastings has raised money for us to buy our own computer. Mm. Unfortunately, we found that we could only go onto one web page, which was that of your world famous radio program. So, uh, saw this as a sign. We sorry, he thinks he means we saw this as a sign from our great sun god Baba Wawa, <laughs> and listened intently every week to find out about the brilliant Crystal Palace football team. We have built a monument in the middle of our village to the Prince Dougie Friedman, and have also burnt a witch who say that David Wright is entitled to a place in his team and <laughs> the team. We understand that views like that are disgraceful, and her family was also poisoned before her eyes. Uh, it is also for the greater good to cleanse our tribe. <clears throat> we love Hambo, who we have also built a famous monument to in our village. Of course, we know not what he looks like, so we made a perfect human with six-pack and bulging crotch. Many of our great men died building the statue, which towers at two miles tall and is coated in the ivory of nearby elephants. That sounds about How right. How wide was it? Yeah, yeah shut up. Um... <laughs> Thank you for listening to our electronic mail, which we sent by carrier pigeon by stuffing it in a computer with instructions to Sydenham or wherever the fudge you lot live. Good night and many thank yous from our tribe of Crystal Palace fans, Eagle. Well, that was, uh, that was a lot to get in through. Um, serial thriller. Yeah. yeah there wasn't even honest. a question at the end of it. There wasn't a question. It's just him showing off yet again. He'll maintain it wasn't him as well. All right. Well, that's um, that's unfortunately the last of the emails for you. And let you know, coming up, we have uh, at various times once we finalise them, we have interviews with Steve Parrish, with uh, Clinton Morrison, and Bruce Dyer, uh, plus many other big names. Uh, Neil Ashton, former News of the World journalist, and potentially, <laughs> I'm not saying that one. I'm not no, saying on, that. Say it, say it. It needs to be said. We are trying to... I can't, honestly, I can't bring myself to say it. <laughs> There's a possibility we might we might get an interview with Jedward. Now, I know you're excited <laughs> about that. There's a possibility. But we won't go into any further than that. Um, I, I just assume... Sure we don't. But, um, okay. Uh, we are interviewing David Gold uh, ahead of the West Ham game. It's a fair old home stand. If, you, if you've got any questions for David that are... You know, in any way sensible. There's not many sensible suggestions on there, but uh, we'll, we'll try and get some some information from him as to uh, to his look at Palace uh, when we were up for sale, and uh, you know, various other bits and pieces like his interaction with our old chairman Simon Jordan. That might be fun. Uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast, do listen live. You can take part in our competitions, which you all heard Tim, a very happy Tim, winning that uh, Brian ticket earlier, but enraging everyone else. Uh, congratulations once again Tim for, uh, for doing that and uh, yeah interact with us during the day and then you can hear yourself back on the podcast uh, you can obviously call us tweet us or email us you know it's great um, as of the 2nd of October we are moving to Sunday nights I am ramming this point home but we're moving to Sunday nights from 8 o'clock uh, podcast release date will remain midday on a Tuesday and that's when you can hear uh, this in recorded form um, thank you to uh, to Mikey and thank you to Albert and Mark Chris, for their time and also, today. And also, if you've got any Chris, if you've Wait. got any uh, emails or questions for John or Edward, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. The address yeah. the address is radioathomesdale.net. If and uh, start sending them in now. Yeah, if that interview happens, I will I will personally take it upon myself to drive a huge wedge between them. 
um, <laughs> so they fall out and, and cease to exist. That's my aim. What sort of uh, way? I'm sure they're lovely lads. Um, yeah. I was going to also thank Aaron, who's been beaving away in the background, helping Mikey out as well. Cheers, Aaron. And uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Was without right. doubt the worst episode ever. <laughs> The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.